Hi, fam. I'm Katie. And this is Ginny. And And we we are the Gabby Gabby Girls. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Gabby Girls. Wishing you a fabulous Wednesday. How are you today, Virginia? Hey, Kate. I'm good. Happy Friday and happy Wednesday to our listeners. How's your day slash week been? Once again, I'm sorry to everyone. I'm a Debbie Downer because my week has been stressful and heavy, but today was the first day that I probably only worked like five hours instead of 10. And so I am kind of just like submitted to the the universe and whatever is, is, and I've, you know, I've done all that I can do. And so it's just at this point, it just is what it is. So it's in the hands of fate. Mm -hmm. And my vendors. (laughs) Right. Wait, what was your like? What's a high point of your week? What was something that you're happy about? Um, Getting name badges to print. I know like people wouldn't think that signage is a major stressor of events, but I can tell you signage is always something that is rushed, last minute, and always stressful. And so I had to create 400 individual name badges um, and I had to do all those and I've been working on that for like a month and then I went and I submitted all of my 400 files to print and they were all coming out the incorrect size on the back end of the printing person so I thought my task was done it wasn't done I then had to resize everything and do all the fun stuff and then it finally was done today so hallelujah (laughs) okay so that felt good that you were like really good write that one off And it has a Tuesday deadline, like it needs to be done super fast. And so they were, you know, nervous about the turnaround time. And I literally said, whatever rush fee you need to put on this, it's fine. Just do it. Like, we just need it to be printed by Tuesday. I don't care. God bless. Yeah. How was your week? What do you, what what did you do? My week was good. I, what did I do? Um, I cold plunged outside this week. That was really cool. Just to be like a part of nature while you're doing it. I don't know. It was amazing. And then I did a lot of painting this week. Yesterday, last night, I went to Boston to pick up my friend Sid from the airport. And we ended up Mm -hmm. staying the night in a hotel just for fun and drinking a lot of wine. And I'm like record-breakingly hungover today. (laughs) Like what this is should be illegal. (laughs) I mean, this is not okay. Okay, so I need to know what type of hangover person are you? And let's start off with what what part of the body does your hangover affect? My dome. Like just my head. Headache. Like I wasn't, I didn't have, I mean, I've been, I haven't had a hangover in so long. It's crazy. But when I was in college, I used to puke if I was hungover. Like I'd get to that point where the next day I was so sick. But no, just my head. My head was absolutely pounding all day. Like, Mm. Like my brain didn't want to fit inside of my skull anymore is how it felt. And nothing was helping. Are you like a Pedialyte girl? So the only Pedialyte that I can drink is the clear one because all the other ones have red 40 in them or like blue five or whatever, um, which I'm allergic to. And the clear one, for some reason, I, the texture of it just, it does not sit right with me. It really creeps me out. So no, not a Pedialyte, that. girly. I just will like have a coffee. I ate this morning. Yeah. We went out for breakfast. I drank a lot of water. And then I napped this evening. <laughs> and that really helped me. Because it was like we had a long ride home. I mean, it's two mm-hmm. hours from Boston. Then I had to bring my mom's dog to the groomer. So we got here, grabbed Callie, buckled her in the car and then I'm driving to the groomer and I had 15 minutes to spare. Like I was going to get to the groomer 15 minutes early. And then what do you know it? I get stuck behind the guy painting the lines in the road. And that almost sent me over the edge. (laughs) Oh my God. I was just, and we were inching along, like slowly inching. There was 10 cars in this line. And I'm like, are they just not like, they're not going to let us pass. We ended up being 10 minutes late. And this is how long it took. And I'm like, this is really testing my patience. And I was, I was fine. But by the time that we got there, I was like, I need to get in bed. I have to go to bed. I have to take a nap. No, I get that. That's like so deeply frustrating. Like that's like, 
that's that's like what you could be charged for murder for is like one of those situations <laughs> i know i was just talking i was giving myself a pep talk i had to change the music in the car mm-hmm. <laughs> i need to calm myself down here and i was fine yeah. but oh yeah. um so do you have a hangover food so my hangover food is like usually an egg sandwich mm-hmm. and i found out this week that i'm allergic to eggs so that's tough um how did you find that out because so i've been trying because i keep getting these like little rashes on my like forearms and like under my my, on my chin i mean this has been happening and i'm like like since all my psoriasis stopped but i keep getting this little rash here and there and i'm like what's going on here so my dermatologist had me cut out a few things and then like add them Mm -hmm. back so i did dairy first fine gluten fine eggs was the last one and so I hadn't been eating eggs and then I ate an egg and it was like the next day I had honestly it was that night I had that rash on my chin again and on my forearms and then I waited two weeks and I didn't eat eggs again and then it happened again this week and I was like whoa Mm -hmm. it's the eggs like I'm allergic to the eggs what a bummer and I love eggs it's such a bummer Boyd is allergic to eggs and to chicken he did have you ever done an Everlywell test so I have the Everly Well test. I just haven't like pricked my finger and sent it in. And I need okay, to do the, that. I don't know why yeah, I haven't. Let this be your motivator because it like sorry, Boyd, I'm exposing you. He doesn't care. Um <laughs> when we first met, he wouldn't poop. Like he was like not constipated, but he just didn't think like pooping on a daily basis was like normal. And I'm a very active pooper. Like I have a very, very active I'm like two times daily. <laughs> I'm like three to five. Like I'm, yeah. like, I have like a fantastic. Me gut. too. Like my, yeah. my gut is good, and very so, regular, like, extremely. And when I like met him, I told him I was like, "This is not normal for you not to be pooping for multiple days. Like this is just not normal." And so he did an Everly Well test. I don't even know when, maybe during like COVID or something, and. It came up that his number one thing that he's sensitive to is chicken, and he's eat chicken every single day. And then number two is eggs, egg whites. And everyone's like, "What about the egg yolks?" That's like number five. But he is like basically allergic to eggs, and it has completely changed his life. He would get really constipated and really, really bloated. Like his stomach would be like distended. It was insane, and it is it's crazy changes. Eggs come from chickens. And he's right. allergic to both, so that would that like makes sense, right? And so he's not allergic allergic to turkey, which is interesting. And then I was thinking yesterday, I was like, oh, I wonder if he could eat eat duck eggs or quail eggs instead of regular eggs, because he's he's not allergic to turkey, so it must there must be like differences in right, yeah, in poultry or whatever. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I'll do yeah. that. I'll take that test. Um, I I just need to do it. And then I also wonder, like, if you had eggs from, like, one of your neighbors or something like that. That's if... what I've been eating, like, farm fresh okay. eggs. So it's, it's like, this is the best yeah, of the so eggs just I allergic. could get. Yeah. 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 They're just not meant for me. That's and I was, I was reading about it, too. And it is, it's a common trigger for, like, skin stuff. Mm-hmm. So. He can just, he can, like, even cookies with cooked eggs in them, like, kind of affect him. Like, really, like, it's not even, like, one in a batter is good. Like, any sort of egg will affect his stomach. Right. I was thinking about that today. I was like, fried rice. I have to get that. Everything. No egg. Like, everything. Literally everything. Yeah. It's, it's like really a lot of hard. a lot of stuff that I enjoy eating has eggs in it. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's in the scheme of things, it's nothing. But it's just like. No, it will be. Ugh. And there's, like, they're getting, like, they, they're getting better with, like, egg alternatives and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Um, like, uh, they have like the powdered stuff that you can mix, and it eggs. turns into scrambled eggs, and then the liquid version they of it. A, yeah, just egg or something. Yeah, it's not. Oh, it's mung beans. That's what it is. It's like mung beans, and then it they dye it yellow. I assume, or maybe I don't know. Somehow they make it yellow. Hmm. And then I wonder if they use can, like turmeric like, or something. Yeah, maybe um mustard or something like that. Um. Yeah, and so we've tried those, and they have like frozen like egg patties. So if you do want to make a sandwich, you can do those. I'll have to try that. Yeah, I was planning on making tonight a crunch wrap, a homemade crunch wrap. Hell yeah! 
<laughs> owed to our last episode. <laughs> yeah, because I love them. Oh, and also this fresh. means you can't eat mayonnaise. Darn, I don't like mayonnaise. No, you- oh, I freaking love mayo. So it why have we completely? Oh, I'm mayo. Bless up. Mayo is one of my favorite condiments. Like I fucking love mayo. What um, do you eat it with? Fries, burgers. What? Yeah. I feel like it's just cold and wet. No, it's delicious. Especially like homemade mayo. It's so good. Do you make um, homemade mayo? I haven't because the eggs kind of weird me out. So I don't really want to do it. But like I've had homemade mayo and it's banging. Um, so we do only veganese now, which we get like the mm. avocado oil because a lot of them are seed oil. So you have to like really kind of search for the, the one that you like. But we're a veganese household now. Okay. Good to know. Yeah, so if I was going to make, like, tuna salad or something, I would use that instead. Yeah, and you can't eat egg salad anymore, which is, like, the biggest loss. I know. I love egg salad. I make egg salad all the time for myself. It's elite. Yeah. I don't know what about it. It's just phenomenal. Wait, I'm really glad you brought up this whole diet thing because I wanted to – I was thinking about this after our conversation last week. I was, like, thinking about all the – I don't want to say fads, but all the diets that you've gone through. And I was <laughs> wondering what – urged you to go vegan to go keto to go gluten-free and did you feel any benefits from being any of those okay so the first one that I did was gluten and that was in high school I started with the gluten-free because I was told that I had celiac disease so I was having problems with I always had problems with my stomach growing up Mm -hmm. every time I would eat I would feel sick feel really Mm -hmm. shitty and I actually think now that I don't experience that. I'm pretty sure that was anxiety that I was struggling with, not necessarily my diet. But anyways, they said that I had had celiac. So I went gluten free. And then I didn't notice a difference at all. And it had been like two years. And then I was tested again. And they have you eat gluten to retest you for it. It's a blood test. And I, I didn't have celiac. So I was like, I misdiagnosed the first time. And that was crazy. And then the next thing that I did was keto. And I did that because I was really, no, the next thing that I did was I was vegan for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I was vegan for like, I think three years. Yeah. Was it longer than that? I don't know. It was a considerable amount of time. It was a really long time. And I did that because I started having psoriasis and yeah, I did that when I started having psoriasis because I had read that it's helpful for it. And I do think it was. I did that for a long time, but then I started craving meat. So mm-hmm. the first thing I ate was chicken wings and mm-hmm. I was done with that. But yeah, I was I, I really enjoyed being vegan. I felt good doing it, but then my body needed meat. I yeah. still am not a huge meat person. Like I'm really not. I don't I'm not like the kind of person to go out to dinner and have a steak. I'm never going to choose steak, but I do, I will eat it. It's just not my number one choice. Yeah. So I get that. Yeah. And then I did keto in college because I was really into weightlifting then. Mm. That was my hobby at the time. Um, I was obsessed with it. I was in great shape also. I looked amazing and I was obsessed with it. And I did that because it was supposed to help burn fat and gain muscle faster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's hard to do because at the time I was also still vegan. Oh, that must've been really, really hard. So it was really hard. It was really hard. It was like a lot of, um, I was eating a lot of avocados, beans. Um, yeah, it was really hard. Veggie, like green leafies, things like that. And then, because before, there was a lot of grain grain in my diet. I ate a lot of bread. Like, I'd eat avocado toast every single day. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't good for me because it was just too restrictive. Mm-hmm. And now I just eat what I'm in the mood for. Yeah. Same. It's so funny that you had, you were misdiagnosed with celiacs because your stomach had issues. I had the exact same thing, except I was misdiagnosed with a bleeding ulcer. Um, and, what? Uh-huh. And so they, 
yeah it was me it was crazy and it ended up only being not only but it ended up being anxiety and here again my stomach is like really really healthy I feel like now like I don't have like a lot of stomach issues um because I think I manage my anxiety so much better but I can remember vividly like having anxiety from like the age of like three and four and I'm just like oh my goodness if 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 I had churning in your stomach oh yeah I think that was just like my baseline as a kid was just straight anxious me too like I remember being in I remember in seventh grade, I had math was my last class and mm. every single day I would get sick because I was so anxious and I don't remember a lot from being younger than that. I don't remember a lot from being young, to be honest, mm-hmm. like high yeah. school and, th- and stuff. But I do remember that very vividly of just every day I was like, I would, my stomach would churn and I don't know why I was going home. I don't know. I think there's like so much pressure on kids to get good grades and to be the kind of student that their parents expect them to be. And I think like that played a whole lot into me being anxious because I just knew that like, I don't know, school was always a stressful, stressful relationship between my parents and I. I was never like excelling in the way that they wanted me to and so it was always like lackluster on my end and so that's why I think I had so much anxiety around school and performing and um you know being number one yeah I get that I I had that too I remember my mom was always calling my teachers emailing my teachers and I'm like why are you doing that like let me go to school and handle school. That's where I go. I'm not calling your job, asking them what you're up to, how you're yeah. doing. It used to make me really crazy. I felt like I couldn't do anything right because my yeah. mom was always like, oh, I heard you did this on this test. I'm like, how do you know that? Why do you know that? Like, It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, I met with I had- Mrs. Smith today. And I'm like, why are you doing, why are you meeting with Mrs. Smith? What is going on? <laughs> I actually saw a really interesting parenting perspective on Instagram the other day. And it was a dad that basically said, like, in my household, grades don't really matter. He was like, I don't want my kids flunking out of school, but grades don't really matter. He was like, what I do care about is what my kid cares about. And so if their passion in life is science-based, I'm going to do everything I can to support their passion because that's what they're going to get their job in. Like, grades don't really ultimately matter unless you're like doing so poorly that you can't get into college and you want to go in a career path where college is required but he was just kind of like grades are not quantifying my child as a whole and so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna quantify them as a whole based on grades right like let's feed what they are interested in and naturally fascinated by yeah and what they're maybe naturally good at you know because i think i've said before having a job that you naturally are good at or have skills that are natural to you makes it so much easier. Yeah. When you have that organic like inclination for the job, if you will. Yeah. 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 Whatever like your, yeah, whatever your core is and it, it, if it lends itself to whatever career path you're in, it's, it's really, really helpful. And it makes just, I think it just makes life easier to be honest with you. (laughs) Oh, definitely. Because when you're doing something that doesn't kind of align with that, it feels like you're going against all your instincts. Yeah. Right. And it's going like, but I need to make my money, but it, it's not, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Or having to like work extra harder to be, you know, even decent, decent at a job mm-hmm. where someone else may just come naturally. Yeah. I think that was like a lot of my childhood, honestly, like trying to fit into boxes where I didn't naturally fit and like kind of rejecting the boxes that I naturally should have fit in. Me too. That's how I felt playing sports when I was younger. I'm like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to. I don't want to do this. I'd rather take an art class or do something like that. I don't yeah. want to be on the basketball team. I don't like it. It's not fun. Yeah. I think I think I was kind of pushed into sports because of like my stature and my athletic or my apparent athleticism, although it's not really there. I think I would have done like much better as a theater kid. <laughs> Me too. Which I did do a couple plays when I was younger. In like seventh grade, I did one, which was cool. But I also I did um 
it was weird for me though because you have to really you're you're seen when you're doing that you know you're really Mm -hmm. on stage and that i didn't like that when i was young so it didn't work i really liked that i always loved like my school every year each class would do a, a big play and we would take like probably like three months to practice like all you would memorize all your lines like it was very intense and it would be like I don't know big stories so like I think maybe we did Hamlet we did Hamlet one year I don't know we you know you just do like big notable stories and so you really had to like memorize the lines and stuff like that and um one year I did a theater camp and uh (laughs) I was the only person that didn't get a solo and I was sobbing and then the camp counselors like had to give me a solo because I was the only person that didn't get a solo and they realized like how fucked up that was like why did they do that right I was like I was like 10 years old and like it still haunts me at 28 that you ostracized me and you made me the only one that didn't have a solo and then you pity gave me a solo because you knew it was fucked up that you did that yeah you should have known it was fucked up before you're writing out a list of what everyone's gonna have a solo and you're like yeah she doesn't need one literally oh my god crazy wrecked me yeah i didn't even want to go to the final performance i think my mom had to like really convince me to go but it was like such a shame that that yeah so another traumatic event of katie's childhood add it to the list add it to the therapy list (laughs) right hey i have a question for you do you experience this thing this phase from time to time where you look in the mirror and you just feel like you look different yeah you don't don't like who you look at you're like what is going on why do i why do i look like this today yeah i don't know if it's like facial dysmorphia but yes i get that all the time and i literally sometimes will like not associate with photos of me like i'll look at photos of where i i like look really good and i'm like is that really me is that really what I look like sometimes? Because what I'm seeing in the mirror doesn't look right. But then I'll go to the mirror the next day and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, like I do like, like what I look like. But yes, I've very much experienced that. Okay, me too. And so I looked into this because I'm like, it, this, what is going, am I absolutely losing my marbles that I sometimes don't feel like I look the same? You can't, how do you just wake up looking different? Do I really look mm-hmm. different? Do other people think that? So I looked into this and there's this phase of your menstrual cycle that happens every month and it's called the luteal phase. And it's mm-hmm. after, right after you ovulate, you have a spike in your progesterone and it causes you to feel bad and to have facial dysmorphia. Exactly what you just said. You use the right words. Uh, and you you're tired, you're more hungry than usual, you're angsty, um, irritable, and it lasts for like 10 days. Why are we given such a bad situation? Like 10 days out of the month, I'm probably going to be irritable and more hungry and tired and not like the way I look. Like what? What? That's such a shame. That's just such a shame. We did not sign up for this. <laughs> Why is that a thing? Wait, we have to bleed. We have to have two weeks Children. of, yeah, like we have to have two weeks of not liking ourselves. Like th- every month, this is how it goes. Well, and so then I guess like, you know how they say that what we experience in a month, hormone wise men experience in one day. So just do men have like, two hours a day where they don't like what they look like and what but what is it what do men's hormones feel like Mm -hmm. like what are they going through every day like what does it feel like to be pumping with testosterone versus i so wish that i could have I, i so wish that i could be a boy for like a week just to like know what it feels like to have a penis you know like what's it like to have just like a thing hanging in between your legs that's apparently so sensitive yeah to manage that (laughs) and i would want to know like what my inner voice would how that would change and how like my perspective or my lens would change based on my gender because i I just want to know what it would feel like yeah like what is it Mm. like how do you what does it feel like to navigate your life as a boy what do you think the first thing i would do is the first thing i would do is jack off the first thing i would do is pee 
Yeah. I'm interested in that. I just would want to know what it's like to like give yourself a hand job. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm thinking about it. I've dreamt of that before. Like I've dreamt that I've woken up as a boy and I've just like had a penis. I wonder if you were a boy in your last life. I bet I'm a boy in some other dimension. Yeah, probably. I have a nice boy face. Like if you if I hide all my hair and stuff, <laughs> I can really look like a boy if I tuck my I lips in if, a little. Nice boy face. If you face. and I had both been born boys, we would have like slayed. We would have been players majorly. For sure. Yeah. And we probably would have gotten along really well in high school because I feel like guys don't fight the way that girls do. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. I'm going to be, I've, it's like, you know, I've been in a relationship for four years and I still don't really understand guy relationships because like Boyd will come, I know it's so stereotypical, but like Boyd will come home from hanging out with his friends and like one of his best friends just had a baby and I'll be like, how's the baby? And he's like, she's good. And I'm like, has she, you know, is she sleeping through the night? Is she doing this? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't ask. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, so-and-so started a new job. Like how, how is that going for him? Did you ask him? No, I didn't. <laughs> what did you guys talk about if you're not what talking about like your new job and like life milestones and like big things that are going on in your life like what the fuck are you talking about i don't get it yeah what do they talk about sports no boy doesn't even like sports no like do they even talk i don't know i really don't know i don't understand it i don't either i don't I don't get it. And but I have seen boys or guys, men, whatever, get upset with each other and then just act like it didn't happen. Yes, that is definitely par for the course for men in their relationships. They don't want to acknowledge the feelings. Um and I really have to remind Boyd a lot, like you deserve to feel your feelings because I think like he is apt to kind of like compartmentalize them and put them in a box in the back of his head. And like a big part of our relationship has been actually like feeling your feelings and what sensation in your body is, are these causing and you know, what are these like reciprocal effects of, of these feelings? Um, because he's never really had anyone that's like nurtured that and, and tried to like talk him through that. Right. How does Trey yeah. process feelings? Um, Trey has a lot of feelings, which is so surprising because he totally gives off like the I'm too cool for school guy. Like he acts like I don't give a fuck, but you can definitely see that that's just like he gives a he gives a lot of mechanism. Yeah, yeah, he gives a lot of fucks. <laughs> but I'll also say I've noticed that guys with each other don't they can let things go quickly, but guys with girls that they can't just like get past even if it's just friends i don't feel like that's it's the same and or, like trey is very emotional he's mm. emotionally intelligent like he can he knows how to manage his feelings and what he's feeling and things like that and how to talk to people but he's very he is extremely emotional and like with himself with me when I, if i'm emotional then you know he he can feel that too and yeah yeah, so so he has a lot of feelings, but I wouldn't say he's the example of what most guys are like with their feelings. No, no definitely not. But that's why I wanted a man after I um, before I met boy. That's why I wanted a man who had sisters or was very close with his mom because I wanted someone that was going to understand me just easier than someone who grew up with the majority of men in their household. Right. Like my last relationship, I felt like I was banging my head against a wall trying to trying to connect on anything and i remember when we when we broke up he was so he displayed more emotions than i'd seen in two years i mean like sobbing just so upset and i'm like what how why are you acting like this you don't even care now all of a sudden in this moment you have all these feelings where have they been i've been right here trying to talk to you about them and right. Then I just stopped trying. I was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't even, like I said, it, it got very quiet. <laughs> but yeah, it was so weird. It's like now all of a sudden you have all these emotions. It's too fucking late. <laughs> like, why haven't you been mentioning any of this before now? <laughs> the same situation. Oh, I've decided that I need to name my exes with like 
nicknames here. Code names? Yeah, yeah, code names. So we're going to call one of them Lazy Boy. And then the other one we're going to call The Model. All right, so Lazy Boy had the guitar, right? Yeah, Lazy Boy was the guitar boy who was a mess. That's a brutal nickname. (laughs) (laughs) It's brutal. (laughs) He was lazy. (laughs) Wait, did I say that I left my test? This was like my ultimate test. Um, Tell me if I'm repeating myself. I went to Brazil and uh, for work and I was gone for like six days and I purposely left dishes in the sink. And then when I got back, the exact same dishes were in the exact same space in the sink. And that was it. Like, that was it for me. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, I had, a, I it. had a similar situation. Not, but not with my boyfriend. It was with my roommates. My, I lived, when I lived in Annapolis, I lived with my boyfriend and then his friend. And his friend always had his girlfriend over and they were so fucking messy. Like, they would just leave things. Like they ate, this was the, like one of my, not test, but something I noticed was I went home for Thanksgiving and the night before I left, they were like eating pie in the, in our living room Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of a Tupperware. And when I got back from Thanksgiving, that Tupperware was still sitting on the living room table and it wasn't a test, Mm -hmm. but I, when I got back, I noticed it and I was like, that is insane. You can't even pick up after yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had two bathrooms, Lazy Boy and I had two bathrooms in our apartment and, um, he refused to take out the garbage and it would pile up so high that he would, he would put the trash can next to the shower so that he could pile the garbage higher and higher and higher to the point where it was on the shower ledge. And so I started going into the second bathroom and then he was mad at me for like going into the second bathroom. But I was like, literally you've just turned this into a garbage dump. Like this I don't know. a I'm garbage not- room. Yeah, like I'm not taking out your garbage for you anymore. Like, look wow. at my bathroom; it's pristine. And he just like couldn't understand why I cared about the pile of garbage. Wow, that just reminded me of my roommate in Tampa, the first roommate that I had. She had she, oh, she would. So she Did came. I know her. I don't think you met her, but you definitely <gasps> heard about her. Oh, I know her. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Whoa. Um, yeah so she she in life (laughs) i don't know man but she came from a very wealthy family and she acted like it it showed that she was privileged we would kind of like take turns taking out the trash like not Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be like well i wouldn't think of it like this oh it's your turn it's my turn it's your if i saw it was full i would just take it out I didn't realize we were taking turns taking out the trash. I just, if I saw that it was full, I'd take it out. So I used to go visit my grandma a lot when I first moved to Tampa. If I wasn't like babysitting for the weekend, if I didn't have to nanny, I would go see my grandma. She lived in Jacksonville. And I would come home some weekends and the trash would be piled. The trash, we had one of those trash cans that had like a, you step on it and the Mm -hmm. lid would open. The lid would be open and the trash would be piled and then she'd pile things on the counter. And I remember the first time, like the first couple times it happened, I was like, that is so fucking annoying. And I would just take it out. I'd be doing the trash because she'd be off God knows where doing something. And then finally I asked her, I'm like, why the fuck are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And by the way, we didn't have to take our trash anywhere. It went, we had valet trash right outside your front door of your apartment. Stick it out there. Right. And I finally asked her, I go, why are you doing that? Why are you piling eaten apple cores and shit on the counter? Why wouldn't you just throw it away? And she was like, oh, well, it was your turn. And I remember oh, in that nice. moment being like, oh, we're taking turns and you're fucking lazy as a motherfucker. And also a, cu- a couple other things happened with like the dishes too. I would always- and the food, the stealing yeah, of the food. The food, yeah. I would always, if I used a dish, I'd wash it immediately and put it away. Because mm-hmm. our dishwasher sucked. So I would always just wash my dish, put it away. And a couple times, like, she'd text me and be like, hey, it's your turn to do the dishes. They're piling up. And I'd look in the sink, and I'm like, there's not one thing in there that's mine. The blender, all, like, like she, we had, I had a blender, she had a blender. Both blenders would be in the, in the sink because she used them both and then never cleaned them. And, and it was like, I, and I kept telling her, I'm like, do, don't you see me do my own dishes? Every single thing in that sink is yours. One time she went away, she went home for, it was before 
Maybe it was for Thanksgiving. She went home for Thanksgiving and she left me a sink full of her dishes, like to the brim. She would let them get all the way to the top and then she'd clean them. And I'm like, this is so fucked up. You can't go away for a week and leave the house a fucking dumpster because you're too lazy to clean up after yourself. Like there's not one thing in that sink that's mine. And here I am cleaning up after you. Like I'm your goddamn nanny. What you're talking about is exactly why I struggled so much with roommate life. Like, I lived I, alone after that for same, a couple of I years because I was so frustrated. I'm like, this is just like, this is bad. I've only ever had one roommate, Brie, that like we got on like easily and well. Like it wasn't tit for tat. It wasn't like, like you said, like keeping score. It really was like a collective. Every other person that I've lived with has been like, shady either like stealing my stuff eating my food brie and i we were living in a house that was like so toxic she had to hide her printer ink she had to hide her toothpaste because these girls would go into her room in the middle of the day and take her stuff and we just like it, it just i don't insane people as roommates like it just shows you their like inner inner core and frankly most people are terrifying from what yeah. I've experienced. <laughs> That's why they say you shouldn't don't live with your friends unless you really know their habits cuz they may not be yeah. your friend anymore. But yeah, I we, she um, she would do oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. So we were so just back to that. We were going to we were really pushing our friend Taylor to live with us like her me Bree and Taylor cuz we were so close. We would just be like we can do this. And Taylor refused because of that. She was like I do not want it to ruin our friendship. God forbid if it does. Like just right. she's like I'd rather be that. I'd rather be friends and I can come over whenever. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. So she would also uh, Now, mind you, she was had a monthly allowance from her parents. Like she didn't she didn't she was wealthy she was fine. yeah financially yeah. she was fine she was not right. struggling whatsoever she never worked until it was like the last couple months of college because she had to get an internship so mm. she started doing that and that was like the best thing that ever happened to me because i had some time to myself there but um she never worked she never she was taken care of and i was surviving i was nannying selling my fucking clothes sometimes to eat for the week because I didn't because my the, my nanny job canceled on me and I was counting on that like I was really struggling and barely getting by and um she would eat my food she would like I would buy myself like a couple apples and she would eat like half an apple and then leave it on the just leave it on the counter not even bother to throw it away finish it save it she would eat all of my stuff she'd eat like I'd always buy pretzels I love pretzels she'd eat my pretzels and then, but she wouldn't really shop much for herself. Everything for herself was like things that I would never eat because I was buying the same shit for myself, like spinach, chicken, goat cheese, things like that. But she would never buy snacks or apples or other things because she, well, she also struggled really bad with her relationship with food. I was going to so say, I wasn't think, it like at night when she would sleep the food and like, yeah, it was like, not like, Hey, I'm going to grab an apple for a snack. Like I'll make sure to grab some at the grocery store. Like it was like always in secret and shady and just conniving. Yeah, right. And it was like, because I think for her, it was, if she didn't buy that food, mm-hmm. she wouldn't eat so it, she but she would eat yeah, it so- because I had it and it was there because I was buying it for myself. And well, I remember when um, you used to call me during this time and you would be like, I think psychologically it's like if she doesn't buy it, then it's not like she's consuming it. It doesn't like she count. Can't, like, yeah, it doesn't count. There we go. Yeah. And I, and I remember too, this one specific time, it was the last week of school and I had gone to the grocery store. I spent all of my money. I had $31 left in my bank account and I spent it at the grocery store because I needed to get through the week. And I got home and I said to her specifically, because we would talk about it and she'd be like, oh, it wasn't me. And I'm like, no one else lives here. Who's eating it? Who's eating a whole jar of peanut butter in a week? Who's doing that? It wasn't me. I remember the peanut butter. The peanut butter, the protein powder, the pretzels. I remember one time she was like, oh, um, she texted me at like two in the morning. She's like, oh, just so you know, she had a guy over and she was like, he went in the pantry and just opened your bag of chips and was eating them. And I didn't realize until after that he was like, don't lie. I know it was you. I heard him leave and I heard you eat the chips because I would go to bed and I could literally hear her out there doing it. We lived in a small apartment 
And I'd be laying in bed just fuming listening to this. And so it was the last week of school. And I, and I told her, I said, listen, this food has to get me through the end of the week. This is all I got. It's got to get me through the end of the week. And she was like, okay, okay. So it's the next day or two days later, I think it was probably Tuesday. And I see half of an apple eaten sitting on the counter. And I'm like, I just was, I was so upset. I, I was so upset. And of course, afterwards, she's telling everyone, she's like, she got upset over an apple. She was telling everyone this. I didn't fucking care. I'm like, tell people what you want. Like, yeah, I was upset over an apple. Yeah, you're right. Sure. And right. Um, she texted me and I, and I wrote her. I go, I told you that this was the, all, all the food I had, that this needed right. to get me through the end of the week. That was counted in for like one of my part of one of my meals. And I remember she wrote me back and was like, well, I buy the cleaning supplies for the house so I could do whatever I want. And I was like, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. Because you do so much cleaning also. But yeah, that was crazy. And I remember people asking me, like, I heard that you got in a fight over an apple. And I'm like, like, and why is she telling anyone this? That's embarrassing for her. So she was get, yeah. trying to get ahead of it because she thought I was yeah. going to tell people. And I would never do yeah. that. Till now, here we are. I had roommates do the exact same shit like be petty over stuff like well i bought the paper towels like so that i so then i get to go into your room and steal your toothpaste like fuck you like like uh, don't buy the paper towels next time i'll get them for myself yeah literally i don't i don't want your stuff and it like even got to that where like i had my own laundry detergent i had my own like i just was like we're not sharing anything like because we all went in with the mentality because that's what you want to do like as a roommate you're like we'll share everything like it'll just be easier it is not it is harder unless you've got like one roommate who you're really close with who you can like be real with i just i find living especially with women i found it extremely difficult it was very 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 trying for me yeah it was really it was like mentally exhausting because i don't know and also the same with the paper towels to to buy a thing of paper towels and then you go to use one and there's none left it's like why where are they going my sophomore year i lived in a big house i think like six or seven bedrooms and each room was just rented individually so it was like almost better because we didn't it wasn't like we as a collective were living there like the landlord was dealing with each of us individually and it was with two guys and three girls and the guys were so much easier to live with i'd be like pat send me thirty dollars so i can go buy groceries and cleaning supplies he'd be like okay here you go no big deal no questions asked don't need a fucking receipt don't need to see where it went he just knew that i'm gonna go do something to help him out so here's thirty dollars right same when i was a sophomore in college i lived with a couple of my guy friends in a house and it was so much fun and it was so easy it was just like hey this is what i need for electric this is whatever oh i'm eating your eggs i'm gonna buy more like it was so easy yeah and just easier communication not petty not scared of like what you're gonna get in return i just felt like there was always um always repercussions for whatever decision i chose when i was living with roommates whether it be like me centric or the house centric right yeah and i i just felt like i couldn't even talk to my roommate the girl about all this because she was from from a different planet (laughs) Yeah, explain it better. It would get and when it would get to a point where I would talk to her instead of just being like, "I'm sorry, I did that." She would lie or make up a story or yeah, Yeah. or then turn it around on me, and I'm like, "It's not even worth my time." I had one of those. She she threatened to kill my dog. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, she threatened to kill my dog, and um, like, can you tell what happened? Dude, I don't even, I barely remember. Basically, I was living in a house with people. Tell me if you remember better than I do. And I really wanted to get a dog. We already had a dog in the house. And I was the one, like, originally on the lease. And Bree and I had invited two other girls to live with us. And so, like, I, I guess, like, it's probably, like, petty of me to say this. But, like, I felt like I had jurisdiction over the house because, like, I had lived in it the longest. I had signed the lease. We had, you know, like, we invited you into our space. So, like, deal with it. Um... And I got the dog and then I told my roommates and I was like, I got the dog. Like you can, can't do anything about had you it. you talked about it before? Yeah. At all? And like, and they no. had said, they told you no. Yeah. They were like, you can't do it. And I was like, well, I live in the basement. 
you won't see or hear the dog i have my own bathroom you can literally close the door you're two floors away like this is my decision um and it was in the springtime so it was only going to be a few months that they had to like live with the dog as like a puppy and i was going to stay there over the summer to work and do like an internship and stuff like that and so i kind of was like this is going to be my house in like three months by myself so like let me get my dog i went and got my dog um and then they were not happy about it those two moved out brie and i invited two other girls to move in during that summer one of them called me and said you cannot bring your dog back to school and if you do i'm gonna kick it in the head and you better fucking watch out for it wow and that's one of the new roommates yeah so she moved in knowing you had this dog yeah yeah and she just was being insane um and my mom heard it and then she tried to deny it and say that i made it up and i was like why would i make that up my mom testified and said you did and then her mom got involved and her mom admitted that she was fucking crazy and that she felt bad for anyone that had to live with her that Um, was a big moment when that happened i remember that yeah when her mom got involved Mm -hmm. yeah when her mom got involved and completely sided with us she lost it the girl lost it she was screaming and crying and saying why don't you support me and her mom was like because you're crazy like you are being insane it was like we've had we had like so many house meetings it was it was toxic it was the worst it was the worst living situation of my life honestly <laughs> yeah it was really bad you were so bad you were um you were always like on edge in that house yeah i literally just ended up living with the model because the narcissist yeah. model because i never wanted to be home and then they would like bitch at me and they'd be like you're always with him and i'd be like yeah because you fucking hate me like what what, you're not making this like a welcoming environment like why do you oh and then like it was always like stupid like we had two parking spots in the back and it was constant fighting for the parking spots like one of them felt like they deserved it all the time and i worked late at a restaurant so i would get home at like 2 a.m and there wouldn't be parking and so i'd have to walk alone like it was just like so much like petty shit where it just was like no one was trying be friendly it was just it was terrible like the parking that's just inconsiderate and it's so inconsiderate yeah it's me yeah yeah Yeah. like if if the roles were reversed i would move my car sometime during the day to accommodate you yeah sometime even like at night or whatever you know two of us whatever there's a parking space just yeah move it it's not that big of a deal just find another one on the street yeah it's brutal Having it's so yeah. hard having roommates and having to like coexist with other people that that don't live the same way you live or don't don't share the same Function. way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm yeah. not a tit for tat have- kind of gal. I'm just like what goes around comes around, you know. <laughs> and so I remember oh that God. being really fucking hard for me because I'm like I don't understand. I'm the exact same way and like I grew up in a household like where it wasn't like you're doing this task for you you're doing it for the household like we you know what I mean like we are together I used to cook dinner for everyone I would meal plan to accommodate everyone you know like everyone in our house had different food preferences and I would make meals for everyone like I just like that's how I I wanted to be like friends that's what I wanted to be like you know like the show friends that's what I, I wanted us to be like hanging out and enjoying each other and relaxing and I did not get that in college yeah it's all good and then when i moved alone after that experience it was i never slept better in my life it's life-changing yeah i remember that first month it was just i was like oh my god i'm at peace Mm -hmm. (laughs) i didn't know i could be yeah no it really is just having your own space and like knowing that there's no one that can bitch at you about either the state of your house you know or the cleanliness of your house or whatever it is it it was oh, it was i just remember too do you remember she would smoke cigarettes and yeah dude the, do you remember the whole balcony th- situation remember when she the balcony story yes like so the balcony was right outside of my bedroom and she would sit out there every night and smoke just rip darts for like a lot of them and i don't something happened something happened where i asked her i asked her to stop doing that or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't re- even really remember, but I a- I had to ask her to stop because I'm like I had I had eight o'clock classes, and so I'm like I have to get up early. I'm up late. All I can smell is cigarette smoke. My room smelled like cigarette smoke. 
and I didn't smoke cigarettes. Like it was making me crazy. And then she said, I live here too. And I was like, okay. Or she would be late night, um, FaceTiming like her dad or anyone. She was always on FaceTime late night. Cause she drank wine every night and her brothers. Yeah. And in the, but in the living room, like in our shared living space, which was right next to my bedroom. And it's like, go in your fucking bedroom. Why are you doing this? You're disturbing me. And so loud too. So loud. And she would like blast the music. And I remember a couple times just te- texting her and just being like, turn it down. And she'd write me back, please. Like, no, oh. no, please. No, please no. is after midnight yeah. no. on a fucking yeah, weeknight. That. Yeah. No, please. Okay, wait. So- this leads this leads to a perfect question. What percent of the population do you think is self-aware? Like, and I mean self-aware in like the not standing too close to you in the grocery line so that you don't feel like spatial pressure, not breathing down someone's neck, being considerate of just other people in your in your world. As a person who's worked in a restaurant, not a lot. Yeah, no, I think Boyd said 40%, he thinks, and I think that's really high. I think it's like 18% of people are self-aware. I w- yeah, I would say I would say like 20. Yeah, of like actually like aware of their presence and their tone and the way that they're speaking and the way that they're acting and, and how they're coming across to someone else. Yeah, and how you're treating people also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just because you don't know someone yeah. doesn't mean that you have the right to just be rude or dismissive or like I remember working in a restaurant. Confrontational. And, yeah. I remember serving serving waiting on people who would just like call like snap you over, wave you off, um, no please, no thank you, like just no manners, just as if yeah, I'm your server, but I'm not here to wait on you hand and foot. Well, and I'm not a different class than you. That's yeah. like what being a server sometimes felt like is like I'm considered like a lesser class because I'm choosing to be in the restaurant industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, a couple times this guy came in when I was serving at the same the diner in Tampa. And he wrote me notes on the back of my of the receipts basically saying I'm worth more than a server and I should aim higher. And I can't believe that you're just settling for this. God would want more for you. And of course, not knowing my life in any way that I'm like in school and trying to survive. And this is how I make my money. Like what? Like, why do people just assume anything? And also stop judging people on how they make their money. Just because you're a server doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean well, anything. Like the way you make your money does money. not determine who you are. I, I, as a bartender and server, I used to make a hundred dollars an hour. Like I would make so much money. I remember when I started my job, my everyone would, would was calling it like my parents would be like, "When are you going to get a real job?" When I started that job, I was making significantly less money and enjoying yes. it significantly less. And it's my, like, why am my- I doing that? <laughs> My first corporate paycheck, I cried and I went to the finance department and I said there must be something wrong. Like I was utterly shocked at the at the the lack of money that was coming into my bank account because I was used to serving. Like I was used to making hundreds of dollars in a shift and it just was standard and you know like you just you you did really fucking well. Yeah, I, it was I, it was easy and I remember having a goal. Like every week I'd be like, "All right, I need to make um, a grand. I got to make my rent this week. I need to make $1,200 this week. And then I do it and I'll be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm good. And then yeah. the next week it would be like, okay, I got to pay my student loans this week. I need to make this. And I could work less shifts if I wanted to. I always work more. Cause I was like trying to save and whatnot, yeah, yeah. but it was like, it's so easy to set a goal and do that. And then when you have a corporate job and you're on a salary that by the way, when you're starting out is criminal, is criminal yes. fucking amount of money. I had to fight to get into the forties. Yeah. First job. Yeah. And same, same. And, and it's like, why, why did I go to school to do this? Like, yeah, I, I get mm-hmm. it. Work your way up. But like, uh, what a pay no. cut. <laughs> this is yeah. what I'm supposed, this is what everyone wants me to be doing is like, 
I don't, yeah, it's so confusing. No, I think, I think the best thing about this generation is going to be the shift in, in higher academics. And, um, you know, I think like we were really sold this dream by our parents that you need to go to college in order to like make a good salary where now we're having a shortage of like plumbers and electricians and people that can make a hundred grand starting off their first year and then just go up from there. So I really think that, um, like the generation below us is going to start shifting and they're not going to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of student debt because they see us all drowning and they know that it was all a lie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like I didn't even want to go to college. I went because. That's... I went because I thought I should. That's me too. I like I just, I went because I thought that's like what you had to do in order to have a successful career. Same. I remember like yeah. I wanted to go to cosmetology school i used to like love i still love it i still love doing people's hair fantastic at it yeah yeah it's still what i it's still a hobby (laughs) it's still something i do i still color i cut my own hair i cut my friend's hair i I do i can braid i do everyone's hair all the time like i remember when i was in high school i would travel with the girls basketball team to braid their hair before every game (laughs) it was crazy remember that and it was like, it was a passion and it still is something I really enjoy, but my, my nobody wanted me to do that. My parents were like, mm-hmm. I, you need to get a college degree first. And then if that's still what you want to do. And then I got my college degree and I'm like, I can't fucking afford to go to cosmetology school. I can barely afford to live right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. when I first and- started working, when I got my job, I still was serving on the weekends because I could not pay my bills with the money I was making. It wasn't enough with my student loans yeah, and everything. Even, even now, sometimes I'm like, fuck, a second job wouldn't be bad. You know, yeah. to make it like a couple extra hundred bucks a month just to like put that towards student loans so I don't have to think about it. Like that really wouldn't be that bad of a situation. I don't want to do it. But right. Like I'm sick of the, the money student loans. Hurt. Yeah. And now they're coming back. There's mine. They're, they've they're been kicking back. up again. Yeah, I just made my first fucking payment. Me too. And it it was very high. I'm still on an income-driven repayment plan from before COVID. So my payments are actually like super low for the next year. And I'm just so thankful for it because I know they're going to jump up and be super high soon. Yeah. I like, I got to get mine refinanced, but it's not really the time to do that. Well, and it's like, if, if, if we are going to get some sort of, um, reduction in our student loans or like you know cancellation it's like you don't want to refinance and you don't want to uh consolidate because then you're fucked yep yeah but and like no one's educating anyone about it like that's something that boyd and i talk about all the time it's like no one knows like no one knows what like there's no easy answers to figure out like what's the best way to like handle all this yeah like i had i had consolidated Cause I had a couple different loans when I was in school yeah. and I had consolidated a couple of them, um, before COVID. So I paid it the whole time, like $300 a month. And now it's the rest of the loans are kicking in and it's like, what the fuck? If I can't it pay it, good. I can't pay it. Come find me. Take my degree right. back. I don't I use know. it anyways. It's just so crazy that that doesn't count if you, if you not like you would even declare bankruptcy, but it's just so crazy that that doesn't take away them. You're, you're fucked for life. Like I'll be mm-hmm. buried with student debt. Wow. I hope not. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But that's how it feels. <laughs> and then you look at your payments too, and it's like, oh, you've paid whatever thirty eight thousand dollars. Like, no, I paid so much. I paid so much money on my student loan, and I still owe so much money. Like. Oh my God. Yeah. Like last year I was paying as much as I could towards them. Cause I'm like, I need to get this away from me, like out from under. And yeah, it's like crazy that you can still owe so much after paying so much because interest is like bananas. Like it never ends. No, it doesn't. No, it's bullshit. It shouldn't, there shouldn't be interest on it. That's like, that's like what they should do is they should just cut the interest and they should just say, you pay back what you borrowed and that's it. They shouldn't be making money on us. Yeah. Yeah, our generation is really fucked, honestly. Like, our generation really got the shit end of the stick. And, like, boomers should have a whole lot of fucking guilt for the shit that they did to us and that they continue to do to us because they continue to vote in the way of lowering or 
increasing social security benefits and increasing our taxes so that we have to pay for them. Yeah. But then it's like, I do feel like when you're 70 years old, I don't think you should have to have a job. Like, no, I, I agree. It's wild. Yeah. Like, I don't, yeah. why are we have to work until we die? I know. I know. I was just having this conversation with a, co- a coworker the other day because he has like a lot of, um, he has paralyzing anxiety about dying and he has a lot of dread about anxiety or dying. And I just, I said, I don't really feel that way. I, I, I yeah, I'm not, like, whoa. excited about death, but I like, no, I'm, I'm fine with it. Cause I, I don't think it's going to be painful. I think it's going to be fun. Honestly, I think it's going to be a pretty cool experience. Um, and I just said to him, I was like, it just has to be better than this. Like, this is just human suffering. Like there's moments of joy and stuff like that, but like the world that we live in, there's so much bad, things going on and just so much hate and sadness and 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 you know like suffering and i just i can't imagine that our souls are going to go somewhere worse than this yeah definitely not there's more to come <laughs> like i'm not i'm not scared it's just like it is what it is <laughs> no yeah. oh, did i say this on the podcast i i heard a quote um i don't know probably a couple months ago and it said i'm not scared of dying in a plane crash i'm scared of surviving a plane crash and having all of those traumatic memories and possibly an injury and all that kind of stuff that's what i'm scared of i am scared of going through like a traumatic event and then being changed for the rest of my life right wait this just reminded me you know when they say people died like on impact like in a car accident or yeah yeah I had a friend who her husband was testing a a motorcycle and the brakes failed and he drove right into the side of like a brick building. The brakes failed. He could not stop. And um, they said he died on impact. And I just remember thinking, like, I think about this a lot. Do you really die on impact? And what is it like? Like, is it just like end scene and then you wake up somewhere else or. Wait, I just saw a video about this today. It's so funny that you brought this up. Tell me. So it's this kid. I don't even, you know, take everything with a grain of salt because it's the internet. But it's this kid who seems to have a real connection to the other side. He He's obviously been reincarnated many times, if you believe in that kind of stuff. And he kind of just knows things about the universe that like i think he's like six that like a six-year-old just wouldn't be talking about and wouldn't talk like explain the way the things that he does and so his mom asked him he was she was like what does what's it like when you die and he said it's like a big breath out i should play up maybe we'll we'll post the video on on instagram so that people can watch it but he basically said it's like a big breath out and then you slowly leave your body and then you kind of go through darkness and then you're in space. And then he said that the memories, more, I guess, the feelings that you had with the memories of the lifetime you just had start to dissipate. So it's not like it's sadness or anger or whatever attached to the memories that you have. It's just kind of like neutrality. And then he was saying that when you, when you, as a spirit, if you connect through a medium or if you're a ghost, then you can feel the feelings of those memories again. And then he said, you can kind of, you can like live in those memories until you're reborn again. Whoa. And then I wonder if you die again, then are you living in all your, like all your memories or just like the ones from your most recent life? I have to believe that you would be able to see, experience, remember all of your experiences it's like a catalog of different yes eras i would have to believe that there's some sort of organizational system there (laughs) yeah it has to be we always need a system Mm -hmm. (laughs) of course we need a system and i was thinking today after talking with my coworker, because i really do feel bad that he has like such debilitating anxiety like it's like really affected his life and like it, it makes him very afraid of like relationships and finding partnership and stuff like that and i i do hope for him if he wants to feel relief i hope he can change his perspective on life because like the way that he views it it just sounds really terrifying and i don't want that for him but i was thinking like birth isn't painful for the baby or presumably it's not 
you know, maybe in some instances like it is, but birth doesn't seem to be like a super painful experience for children. It's just like maybe shocking. It's painful for the person giving it. So I wouldn't expect death to be painful. Right. Might be a little shocking. Yeah. You know? Like death itself. Yeah, yeah. Like once your spirit has like left your body and like you're able to like zoom through space, like I'm sure it's like a little bit like, whoa, holy shit. But where am I? (laughs) Yeah, like I, I I really hope it's not agony, you know? <laughs> right. Like, I don't think that you wind up in hell and you, you just wake up and you're like, it's hot here. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking, I was like, oh, maybe the people who deserve it, like maybe if they're like naughty in their past life, maybe they have really traumatic births and maybe it is painful for them because they're entering and maybe they like, maybe that's like why some people have like the cards stacked against them in this lifetime because maybe they yeah. had really, they're working maybe, out some they're karma. Shitty. Yeah. Maybe they had some shitty decisions last, last lifetime. And so they need to kind of be humble a little bit. Mm-hmm. For sure. I was having a lot of thoughts today. Yeah, I can tell. You had a couple free hours and here we are. <laughs> I had a quiet shower. I like consciously de- decided I was like, I'm going to not bring my phone into my shower. So any notifications I get, I cannot see. And I just like had like a major download session today. Good shit. You needed mm-hmm. that. I did. <sighs> well, what do you have going on this weekend? I'm getting my nails done. I started outfit prepping today. I started picking my outfits for my event week. I'm going to go shopping. Um, Yeah, and just try to relax. I just, I need to relax a little bit. And then um, we'll be back. So next week, we're not going to have an episode. We're sorry, guys. You'll get this one, but then it'll be skipping a week. But then we'll we'll be back. You'll be able to watch our videos on Spotify, right? Is that the only platform that they can watch on right now? And on YouTube. Okay. Wow. We're going to have a YouTube channel. So yep. have fun with that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> uh, what am I doing this weekend? I haven't even thought about it. Uh, tomorrow I have a baby shower to go to. And uh, I don't know. I have no clue. Um, probably do some- <laughs> Yeah, I'll cold plunge. I-, I knew that I was doing bad today when I cold plunged and my headache didn't go away. <laughs> Mm. was like whoa that's frightening all right well we're so appreciative of you guys listening we're so excited to give you video we really hope you find it entertaining um and yeah we are excited we love you ciao for now that's another episode of gabby girls thank you for listening make sure to comment rate review and subscribe let us know what you think of us and the topics we talk about we're not for everyone and that's okay bye jen love ya Bye, Kate. Love you more.